Oh. Oh man, we've got to get more like energy. Woo! Energy. Woo! Love to do things. Play a game! <laughs> no! No game! Let's sing a song! No! Oh, we could sing a song. Chant the theme song! <laughs> I said my head's so often at work just to like pump myself up. <laughs> 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 I'll be like out with Sarah. I think I could, think I told you guys when I was like in New York. Mm. I don't know how the theme song came out. But I was like, it goes like this! <laughs> like, every like halfway through and she's like, oh, you're gonna do the whole thing? I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll do the <laughs> And Nemo comes in with the match. Yeah, you're gonna come over the melody. Come on. Yeah. I think you'd have to be like listening to it at the same time. You can't just off the top of your head sing nothing. <laughs> Brain works in a different way. Yeah. I'll do all the parts. I'll karaoke was intended. <laughs> You can maybe sing along. <laughs> it's like, it's, like a, it's, yeah, the, the Les Mis equivalent of that is definitely try to do the confrontation. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I remember, I remember before I was into Les Mis when yeah. you would do the confrontation. But just so you good. and Chase, like every time you saw each other, just like <laughs> developing into song and me being like, oh my God, like, why are they like this? Why am I friends with these people? Like, what is my life? Oh man. I so just want to like show baby you a picture of us now <laughs> sitting around recording sitting. You've got your foot noted coming up like this for your PhD and just be like, look! <laughs> look what you did! This is Ben Back, it's a Lemus podcast. I'm Nima Martin, I use them pronouns, and I have nearly completed my. The third reread of Lemons. Three, third, and a bit. Does this count as a reread? Does this podcast count as a reread if I'm not reading it? it do, I, I don't know that it even counts as a read for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> this you is know. the closest I'll ever get to a read. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's been my life. I'm Grace. I use they, them pronouns, and I'm your primary researcher. And the oh i was about to be like and i completed but i haven't completed i've got to fantasy edinburgh in pokemon which is great i completely like the word edinburgh has lost mm. all meaning apart from edinburgh finch festival <laughs> and when you were like i got to fantasy edinburgh i was like oh god there's another edinburgh <laughs> <laughs> help me Don't more me unpaid labor no <laughs> It's wild, like like you walked in, uh, like walk, walked in. I'm talking like it's a real thing. I, like walk, my little person walked in, and I was like, "Wow, this is this is fake Edinburgh. It literally <laughs> looks like Edinburgh. It's really wild." Are there like people standing on every corner trying to make eye contact with you? Uh, and it's then... Pokemon, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but instead of a Pokemon battle, they're like they're like, "Please fly, fly <laughs> please come see my show." Please. It's a one man show about my uh, period of depression and how my girlfriend yeah. left me, and and how... also my dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm Stevie, your secondary researcher. I use she her pronouns. And do you hear that sound? What's that sound? <gasps> That's not what you think it is. <laughs> I was like, the hybrid. <laughs> it's the, the gentle sound of candle flames. <laughs> <laughs> it's candle lights. There was so much hope in your eyes. I was like, Ste- Stevie, have you gone rogue? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. I didn't see that for some reason. <laughs> no, there's no library. It burned down. down. Yeah. <laughs> All the candles I lit for candlelights. <laughs> those aren't candles. Those are books. <laughs> are you the secondary research? No, I said that. Yeah, did you say that? I am secondary. <laughs> I'm just hallucinating. <laughs>
talking of hallucinations. <laughs> oh, wow. She now had a raging fever and was for the part of the night delirious. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We got it. Oh, cool. That was a, Wow, I sure did that segue, huh? Good job. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say except... <laughs> Uh, so we begin book six, part one, <laughs> the beginning of repose with um, Monsieur Madeline, who has taken. Uh, I was like, ha ha, yeah, the energy. And I was like, oh, no, this is just really sad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God damn, we sure are reading this book. Huh? Um, yeah. What about if we made it fun? <laughs> what was that? Delirium? OK, let's go. <laughs> Les joyeux. <laughs> So, uh, hmm. the mayor um, takes um, Fontaine to the factory infirmary. She has a raging fever and she's delirious. And she's talking in a loud voice. She, <laughs> this is weird. She wakes up the next day to the sound of breathing at her bedside. <laughs> <laughs> and she pulls back the curtain and it's him, <laughs> Monsieur Le Maire. And, um... I just thought, like, sh- hearing the sound of breathing, it's, it's, just like, it's like you wake up and I'm just like, Aww. <laughs> 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 And Monsieur Madeline is, is standing with his eyes fixed in an expression of anguish, supplication, and something above her head. Um, so he's praying mm. to a crucifix on the wall. Um she, the way that she sees him is so transformed that he seems to be glowing. Um, <laughs> it could be just because she's delirious, but he does appear to be glowing. And this, this very strange, more of the usual lame is bullshit, which is like describing something fairly mundane and someone just absolutely cannot work out what's going on. <laughs> like um, his lips were moving. She watched him for a long time before eventually asking him quietly, what are you doing? It's like, he's staring at the crucifix with his eyes closed and his mouth moving she has a fever also like i wonder how many people she's seen praying well this is this is what i thought my annotation is is about her having lost sight of god because Mm. there is that um the passage in the last chunk that we read Mm. about her um yeah losing sight of god um um, doesn't she denounce him at some point? Okay. I don't, I don't think, think she went as far as denouncing, but wasn't there that one line that was like, only the rich could go to church, and that she hadn't been to church, she hadn't been allowed in because of bare feet or something like that? Oh, I don't remember that um, at all. I think at this point she more neutraled. Yeah, yeah. I like it wasn't as extreme as Jean Valjean. Yeah, because like, ah, he had a, a proper fuck you, hadn't he? Hmm. And also something I've been noticing a lot um, in the reread that I've just done is how much God is mentioned before a person does good deeds or even before they do like so with Cosette every time she's mentioned it's like she did her daily ablutions A word I've read so many times but never wanted to say aloud Mm. (laughs) Ablutions Ablutions Ablutions. And um (laughs) And then she goes to, like, fix her toilet and then she, like, goes outside and thinks about Marius and it's like, oh, yeah, oh, my God. Okay, this is the line that I'm going to pick because it was funny. Oh, God. Okay. I'm going to just interrupt you for a second because I I heard something very silly in the way that you spoke. Mm. When you said she fixes her toilet, I thought you were saying she went to fix her toilet because because it was Cosette you'd pronounced it as toilet. (laughs) That's very silly. I mean, she got out of bed and performed those two ablutions of the soul and of the body, her prayers and her toilet. (laughs) Wow, that short. She sure did it. She just took a shit and then prayed. I think, I think isn't that like um, it's, it's like, like washing? And, yeah, with yeah, like, like all your bathroom. Yeah, like, do you but make it was up? still like yeah. yeah. But also, it does sure sound like it's like, and then I cleanse my body, <laughs> and then I cleanse my soul. Like. Yeah, it's like if if our culture was less like weird about about all of that nonsense, like you can super see how people would be like that. Yeah. You know? 
Um, I was hoping to find something while you were talking and I didn't, so here we are. But, then, but yeah, so then connecting that thought mm. to what my previous thought actually was, rare, I know. Um, that oh. <laughs> Even though we interrupted you. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Fontaine, no. <laughs> um, that, that I've been noticing it so much in so many of the other characters that now I'm thinking back to Fontaine and how little... God is mentioned around her and I feel like that would be interesting and odd to a reader that we are kind of mm. like desensitized to or like don't realize in in the way that like later on there's so much talk about God that it's kind of like weirdly so much but mm. then I'm thinking oh maybe that that's normal and so the fact that God isn't linked with Fontaine for so much is the abnormal thing perhaps because mm. she's forsaken yeah Fallen woman, yeah. You know, does it have God? Is probably mm. there's, maybe that would have been there's something similar that comes up later, but with a slightly different sort of, slightly different sort of tone to it. Um, a slightly different sort of tone to it. I say for the microphone. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, he explains that he's praying, mm. um, and yeah, she's saying, "Oh yes, I'm feeling much better. You know, like I'm definitely going to be fine. Um, there's nothing serious here." And um, he he says, "I've been praying to the martyr above your head," and adds in his thoughts, "For the martyr at my side." It's like, wow, oh, that's deep. <laughs> um, somehow he's spent all of that evening finding out what her story is, mm. um, but it doesn't detail how he did that because <laughs> surely the only person who could have told him that is Fontaine mm. the gossiping women yeah but they don't actually know oh the actual whole story like the actual truth mm. he's a little detective he asked God who's at his side nice. <laughs> he's divine intervention no isn't the God my brain is now filled with so much of the reread <laughs> that I can't mm. remember what we've actually read but, but it's true um, mm. either it's just happened or it's going to happen mm. No, it's just happened where Jean Valjean was like, if if all these things are true, you are saved. Or I, it, That's just about to happen. Oh, okay. Sorry. I think. I have no idea. Okay, cool. <laughs> but then, Let's but then find so out like, the idea that <laughs> what he has found out, even if it is not the actual yeah. thing that's found out, he's found out a story. Yeah. Well, like, she told her story in the police house in front of oh, Javert yeah. as well yeah. and then he yeah. was like I'll make you help you be happy and through happiness you'll be saved mm. she probably would have told her landlady a fair bit of it mm. yes because they um, they suffered together didn't they mm. it feels familiar yeah <laughs> so it might be just about to happen or it might have happened Okay, cool. which is exactly what you just said yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> like the next sentence oh. <laughs> um, <fuck's sake. laughs> you have suffered very greatly my poor child but you must not complain for you now have your recompense this is how men create saints and it is useless to blame them for they cannot do otherwise the hell you have endured is the doorway to heaven through which you had to pass it's, it's not, exactly not the, same. the exact yeah, one but similar yeah. um Vibes. Yeah. Vibes are similar. Yeah, so, which is just like. The most Christian line you've the, ever had yeah. experience. Yeah, it sure, it sure is. It's everything from like, we cannot blame the people who make us suffer because, you know, that's just what they do. And also, your suffering is the doorway to heaven. And also, it's made you a saint. And it's just like, okay. Um, but she smiles deeply, and it's all the more poignant because she's missing mm -hmm. her two front teeth. Mm -hmm. um, it, over that night, um, Javert has written a letter. Yeah. What could possibly be in the letter, eh? <laughs> um, and it's um, addressed to the secretary of the pre prefect of the police. I believe he's sending love notes to the prefect of the yeah, police. Yeah, goddamn. Oh. And here I was thinking that maybe there was something budding between him and Jean Valjean. Yeah, Rajon, no, but... I know. Okay. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Rats. Fucking, I'll scrap uh, that headcanon then. Yeah, it's, a, it's just a, a loosely fluttering heart. Um, <laughs> Madeline writes to Tenadier, mm. who um, Fontaine owes the Tenadiers 120 francs. 
he sends them um, 300 um, and says that they have to send the child. Unsurprisingly, they don't. Um, Tenadier is thinking that he can get lots of money from Cosette because the, the idea that he fancies that maybe someone wealthy in the city might have fallen for Fontaine, so if he keeps trying to... Um, if he keeps asking for money, they will keep sending money. He sent, he sends the courier back with um, a demand for over 500 francs um, with bills attached that are medical bills that had been Eponine and Azelma's and just changes the names. Monsieur Madeleine sends the 300, the 300 francs, asks for Cosette back, and this bounces backwards and forwards for a little while. And by the time, like... They, they he has sent them a lot of money. While all of this is is happening, Fontine is not getting any better in the um, infirmary. There's this um, track in passage about the um, the nuns who are there. The um, sisters had treated her at the beginning like um, didn't treat her very well. Treat, didn't mm. didn't like her very much. And the sort of the parallel that's drawn is between like. Um, vestal virgins looking at like mm. fallen, fall, yeah, fallen virgins. You know, mm. drawing from what you were talking about, a religious class in classical society in Greek society, mm. who through which people focus their religion as, and through their purity and sort of bullshit. The Im- um, it's described as the immemorial scorn of vestals for the loose woman. Um, is amongst the deepest instincts of respectable femininity and it's just like wow mm. Oof. but then they are portrayed badly for doing that yes yeah but it's it's the particular it's the fact that that instinct is portrayed as um an instinct of respectable femininity not something that's mm. I suppose Victor Hugo isn't going to be like, and the the patriarchal society teaches women to police each other's behaviour. But like, it's very like, oh boy, that sure is just what you're doing here, I guess. Did you see that thing, um, that video of the nurse that she made a TikTok thing about like how making fun of patients who make a big deal of their things. And it was like, we can tell when like you're lying and faking and stuff. And then everyone was like, you are obviously mimicking black people and like this is the reason why black people die in hospitals because no you fucking can't tell when people are making a big show of it this is like really gross like how can a nurse be making fun of make a tiktok about like patients who like are vocal about their symptoms and about the amount of pain that they're in yeah that was literally on the news last night mm. that a patient died because the nurses were like, oh no, he's a troublemaker. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I'm in the most pain I've ever been in. Mm. And that there's like an inquest where you're like, you're nurses! Nurses, teachers. Yeah. <laughs> like, ooh. Yeah, so like Victor Hugo writing a TikTok about <laughs> Sister Simple. Yeah. No, yeah. This is a sister simple. no it's not. No, it's no, not. It's later. And these are, yeah, generic um, nuns. But of course, Fontaine is so charming, and um, not like those other ones. Not like those other ones. Yeah. Um, and her, Fontaine, yes, is um, disarming in her uh, humility and also in her gentle manners. So she deserves her respect. Mm. Um, you understand. Um, <laughs> I do understand. <laughs> you do. <laughs> <laughs> and of course. The thing is, their hearts are further touched by the fact she is a mother. Mm-hmm. So she's not just, if you'll excuse me, a whore. <laughs> like, she's a mother, mm. which is the sort of forgivable version of a woman to be. Mm. So they can treat her with respect. Um, during a bout of her fever, fever she um, sort of she has this quite impassioned... Um, speech that she makes I have sinned but when my child is returned to me it will be a sign that God has forgiven me I could not have her with me when I was living a bad life because I could not have endured the look in my in her eyes I was wicked for her sake and that is why God has forgiven me I shall feel God's blessing when she is here I shall be strengthened by her innocence she knows nothing of what has happened she is truly an angel dear sisters at that age we have still not lost our wings yeah and it's the 
from this idea of her being quite neutral towards mm. God, even to the point where she doesn't recognize Valjean praying mm. to this like God, God, like it's mm. three or four times in mm. like as many sentences that she mentions that name as it were. Um, well, that's sad that by her new bar, like I know from the film, she doesn't see mm. Cosette before she dies. Mm. So did she doesn't think she's going to be forgiven by God? That's what I underlined there. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> yeah, which is really which is really interesting. Um, when yeah, when my child is re- restored to me, it will be a sign that God has forgiven me. Mm. Like, that is something that Victor Hugo say said, which is like I think is quite strange considering. She's explicitly forgiven by Jean Valjean. Mm. I mean, it's gonna heighten the heighten the 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 pain of you know the like, Jean Valjean's pain. And later. he was about to retire when he died, and yeah. also has a son. Um, I don't know. It, it seems quite like it doesn't to me. It doesn't feel like it fits in with the sort it's, of the mythos. I think it's he... a stake thing. As in mm. oh, raising the stakes, yeah, not yeah. like yeah. a thing of beef. Um, <laughs> but like it, like <laughs> or a vampire killer. <laughs> <laughs> um, like it is going to be so that the audience keeps in mind her thing isn't finished yet. Her yeah. arc isn't finished because I don't think if if Victor Hugo had said and she was in bed being sick, but she just hoped that Cosette would come back. Yeah. It's not as much as like, oh my god, I know that God doesn't love me until my yeah. child is returned to me kind yes. of thing. Yeah, and the money true. letters. Yeah. The snail mail. Yeah. Ah. Yep. Yep. This happens over weeks. Mm. Um sort of the impression that we get in the musical is like, and that night she died. <laughs> <laughs> like, um but this happens over over a long time. Um Madeline visits her um twice a day and she always asks him, you know, when will I see Cosette and says oh you, perhaps tomorrow um she could be here any moment and her face lights up um she's getting sicker and sicker and um the implication is that the handful of snow that was pressed onto her back shocked her system so much that it released a disease that had been dormant in her <laughs> Which I feel like should be added to that list that you see going around Twitter sometimes, which is like most bizarre ways women have died in, <laughs> yeah. in, in literature. Yeah, I think that's what the understanding of pneumonia was at the time. I don't think she 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 has some sort of um, pulmonary disease. Mm. I assume it's tuberculosis mm. yeah. because she was coughing blood. Mm. Um, then do you think that's what the understanding of... Like the, I don't think he would have the... Like it doesn't seem like the sort of thing that he would say the wrong thing about especially mm. seeing as we have in other chapters seen him being like and i know science yeah, yeah, yeah. i mentioned a microscope <laughs> like yeah um consumption while you're there could you look up what auscultation means auscultation based on the latin verb auscultare to listen is listening to the internal sounds of the body usually by a stethoscope stethoscope <laughs> fucking hell you <laughs> wow so <gasps> When when your doctor like next checks your heartbeat and we're like, well, how would you describe this method of auscultation? <laughs> Can't, wait. Can't wait. That is definitely what Hugo himself did. Yeah, definitely. Oh my god, he saw it in a thesaurus and he was like, <gasps> Robert Cock, Kosh Cock, C K O C H Cock, K O C H. Identified and described the. Oh god, this is a lot of baculus, baculus. Causing tuberculosis on 24th of March, 1882. You say this is a lot of baculus, you mean like the penis bone? Baculum, that's the wrong one, sorry. Uh, this is baculus, baculus, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, uh, this is a lot of hard words. I started reading before, like, oh, I see. Yeah. my brain had caught up with what I was saying, and I was yeah. like, oh, baculus, tuberculosis, physiology, yeah. Um, so 1882 is when he called it tuberculosis. 1882. Well, this was still consumption, right? Yeah. But then they also don't say consumption. They just describe the, mm. the symptoms mm. which seem consistent with it. Mm. Yeah, um, here it says the diagnosis and treatment of pulmonary disease. So mm. it's just loosely some disease of the lungs. Mm. 
Well, for the this first has time. been. <laughs> Damn. That does suggest that we might one day finish this book, though. Well, we were like, we really need to pick up this pace. And then we we're like, stop right there on the first sentence, Grace. We need to chase yeah. this rabbit down this hole. You bear, from, you bear we fucking will. Ah, <laughs> uh, Cal... Nemo will have their PhD by the time we finish. Aww. <laughs> yeah. um, the doctor asks um, Monsieur Madeleine, um, hasn't she got a child she, she wants to see? Um, and he responds in the affirmative. And um, we get to the line, you'd better get her here as soon as possible. She's probably going to die. <laughs> Is what we take <laughs> from that line. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The first one in my head was, can you hear the bells? But, like, instead of, like, wedding bells, it's like a funeral. <laughs> Don't you hear them, child? <laughs> yeah. Can you hear my heartbeat? <laughs> Feeding close in time, but not for much longer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Madeline is really upset. Um, Fontaine asks, what did the doctor say? And... Um, um, he lies through his teeth and says, we must get your your daughter here as soon as possible and then you'll get well. Which technically, I guess is true. <laughs> Could happen. But she will come, won't she? And then I shall be happy again. Sticks. <laughs> um, but the um, Tenaudiers keep giving reasons as to why they won't give up um, Cosette. Um, she's not well enough to travel. There are lots of like debts because of accounts and that sort of thing. And then... Um, Madeline says, I will send someone to go and collect her. Um, if it comes to the point, I will collect her myself. And um, Fontaine dictates a letter um, saying, you know, give Cosette to the person with this letter. But at this point, a most serious thing happened. Do what we may to shape the, my- shape the mysterious stuff of which our lives are composed. The dark threads of destiny will always reemerge. <laughs> The dark threads of destiny, yeah. in this case, yeah. are Javert. Mm. Which, what the fuck were we talking about? Fate in the will of gods? Yeah. Mm. Fate, Fate is destiny. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, versus That's it. predestiny. I can't remember what the go, fascinating point that we... Go back, there's an episode on it. <laughs> we talked about this. Yeah, we were meant to do fate versus god. What? Yeah. You did, you watched it. <laughs> Maybe put a big asterisk near it as well. At the top of the page so you can tell when you're flicking through. Yeah, when Nemo has to go back and write the essays, you listen to that episode. I'm not going to write it about that. No, but that can be a little mini chapter. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um, It's a theme. Also, before I forget, when you were saying the threads, the dark or black threads of Javert was like mm, threads as in like his outfit <laughs> so, like I didn't yeah. want that but I just had like a nice little, like, threads. Threads. Damn. to myself yeah. my immediate thought was the red string of fate yep. and I was like oh yeah <laughs> threads of destiny yeah Yeah. next <laughs> we we rejoin Javert in um, his threads in his threads did I say that this book was called Javert no no. Did I not? No. Javert. This book is called Javert. Displace <laughs> <laughs> that in earlier. It's only it's only two chapters long. Yeah. Oh. But it's called Javert. <laughs> and he is in it. That's where we're at now. Um one morning when Monsieur Madeleine is busy in his office, um he's informed that Inspector Javert wants to speak to him. The name affected him disagreeably. <laughs> yeah, he he hadn't seen Javert since their last um, verbal beatdown, rendezvous, <laughs> confrontation, as it were. Um, who apparently has been avoiding him. Um, show him in, and Javert comes in. Um, Monsieur Madeleine stays at the desk writing his notes. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't look up. Let's Javert salute and does it like doesn't look up at Javert until he finishes what he's doing. <laughs> Delicious. Which is like <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. He received Javert with a uh, deliberate coldness, being unable to forget Fontaine. But really, I think it's the there's a lot of sexual tension. Yeah. yeah. Um There's this really strange um 
Hugo doesn't describe Javert like he describes any other character yeah. in this book. He just like Javert walks in and he goes for absolutely hog fucking wild. <laughs> like he's just like this man. He's not like any other man that you've ever ever seen in your whole life. He's just not like any of those men. Like I want. I'm just gonna read some of the ways that like there's literally half of this page is him going Javert is like this, but also. Like this. <laughs> it's just, um, an observer with some knowledge of Javert's character, one who had studied that barbarian in the service of civilization, that bizarre composite of Roman and Spartan, monk and army corporal, that spy incapable of falsehood, that Simon Pure watchdog, a physiognomist aware of his long-standing secret of... It's just like... And it, it, like he takes a pause to, and to go, Madeline asks, what has happened? And then he goes, to anyone familiar with that upright, honourable, honourable, inflexible and ruthless conscience, it would have been apparent that Javert had passed through a serious personal crisis. Um, there could be nothing in his soul that was not depicted on his countenance. Um, the, like all men of violence, he is, abrupt, he is subject to abrupt changes of mood. Never had his demeanour been more strange or mystifying. It just keeps going. Like, it's just, it's just a lot. Um, he... I don't want to keep milking this joke, but, like, he bows to um, Monsieur Madeleine on entering with an expression that was no more rancor or anger or defiance then halting a few paces from his chair he stands there and he has the naive chilly uncouthness of a man who has never been gentle but always patient <laughs> is that the kinky bit that you were talking about this whole vibe yeah. <laughs> it's very i was saying to i was saying to Nima when they when they came in i think yeah. um if this was a fic, I would. Mm -hmm. It would be tagged with Dom Sub Undertones. Yeah. <laughs> Under like... negotiating. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I think that's the number one Jean Valjean podcast. Yeah, yeah, for real, for real, for real. Has um, anyone on this page who mentioned that Javert is tall? No, I don't think so. Because the most common descriptor I've picked up throughout the book is any time like you know when he does the like there was an um, old bulky man who was yeah. like standing in the doorway who could it be oh it's Jean Valjean yeah any time he's tall like man. there was a tall man <laughs> standing on a street corner it's like the first okay. thing you notice he's tall I could listen to you read the description <laughs> and if you want to our hundred pounds I'll read a whole chapter like that <laughs> Oh, fanfic chapter. Ooh. <laughs> oh, we, it, that would be unfair on writers. We could just ask them. Yes. <laughs> Give them some of the money. <laughs> Thrilling. Okay. Without speaking or moving in true humility. And No. Okay. Um, <laughs> he is silently resigned, calm, serious, with his hat in his hand, and now he's downcast. His posture, half midway between that of a soldier in the presence of his officer and a guilty person confronting this judge, Interestingly, most of the ways in which he's described is through dichotomy mm. rather than like specifically he is like this. Mm. Doesn't know what he is. Yeah. But then also this is the first time I think the the baby version of his character at the end where it's yeah. the first time he's being confronted with something and the first time he's... Well, the th second time, as a kid, deciding whether he's going to be a criminal mm. or a policeman and deciding yeah. he's going to be a policeman and sticking yeah. with that. And then this time, he's made that decision, but mm. now he's thrown into a situation where he has to decide whether... Yeah. So I think he's got three decisions in his life. Yeah. yeah I <laughs> Only suppose, three. Yeah. <laughs> this is the beginning of his arc, yeah. really, isn't it? Like, Or that was the beginning of his mm. arc. But yeah, it's all... I think also it's part of the um, the theme of him being like the evil in the law, like the injustice, mm. injustice. Mm. I think it like it's playing around that that theme, We're, like, and it twins again with the fact that um, with um, Jean Valjean being there, mm. who is the justice in injustice, mm. who is the lawful unlawful mm. so it's like them as inversions of each other mm. 
in this scene where their true positions are mirrored because Valjean is in a position of lawful power mm. and Javert is seeking absolution for a misdoing. Mm. So there's lots of twinning happening in this scene. It's also interesting to think about how, you know, the big fish, small fish kind Couple of box. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> um, like, in this town, they are the law and the mayor. Mm, they are the law and the government, because there isn't anyone else. It's... Big fish, small pond, you mean? Like, yeah, sort of sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas when they go to Paris later, I was just thinking about how uh, Hugo doesn't use Javert or Jean Valjean as conduits anymore. He, like, openly talks about government and law mm -hmm. and royalty and all the things uh -huh. that are wrong in society uh -huh. and he opens it out and no he specifically says this is what's wrong and yeah. like blah 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 whereas this is very character based and you come yeah. into it that like the law is bad because Javert or Javert's actions are bad yeah. and he is the law mm, yeah. whereas later on the only real time that you get any talk of him is a barricade and at that point he's a person doing actions mm, and the law is kind of like taken away from him I would say mm -hmm. well like he, he's not as so much as here yeah the like conduit because Victor Hugo's gone off on one about like the actual law so I wonder if that was like on purpose or whether in expanding the story like I wonder what the process for Hugo was in creating this in that he thought like this story would end in a certain place with the like personal battle between yeah. Javert and Jean Valjean, or if he knew that with the barricades and stuff that was going to happen, and then at the end of the stuff would end there, and that he would take that character char characterization away from him. Mm. I wonder. It would be interesting to see over the the course of their interactions, like where those positions stand, mm. because it, like here you can see there's like the flipping of it and i wonder if there's the start here of the fracture mm. well you don't get very many after this you get um global slums you get them interact maybe two or three times yeah. and then barricades they don't have conversations until mm. the end so this was this is well after yeah what's going to happen next this is the last time you really see them then it focuses completely away so. mm. Mm. yeah so I suppose it could be the like beginning of ripping that from those characters mm. like by showing them in a position in which like it's um, inversed mm. like starting to divorce those characters from those roles mm. yeah and like actually thinking about it Vajon stops thinking about community he only thinks mm. about Cosette after this. Like huh. he doesn't, he doesn't care about anything else. He only cares about Cosette and mm. her safety. Javert only thinks about Valjean. Yeah, like personal yeah. revenge, and Valjean only cares about Cosette. Like they've stopped caring about the wider world, which is probably why then they're divorced from the themes. Yeah, mm. because they don't stand for those things anymore. They don't stand for society because yeah. they they don't stand for society. Haha, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that sounded clever. Yeah, um, man. But then, yeah, because then that's when the barricade boys and stuff come in, and then they're the ones who they're take the ones on who the. Are doing it. Yeah, great. Did it. Solved it. Roll credits. Where fuck were we? Yeah, it's literally the whole thing is just um, it's quite like I just sort of look back down to find out where where I was, and his his whole being subjects, um, expressed in subjection and doggedness, a kind of gallantry. <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> A kind of gallantry in defeat. Yes, well, yes. Um, at length, the mayor puts his pen down and starts paying attention to us. Um, <laughs> his pen, you say? So, uh, what? what is it, Javert? Um, Monsieur le maire, a serious breach of discipline has been committed. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even need thick writers. <laughs> you just need grace to read it in a certain way. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, serious breach of discipline has been committed. What breach? <laughs> an, inf 
An inferior member of the public service has shown the utmost disrespect for a magistrate. I have come, in duty bound, to inform you of that fact. Who is the offender? said Madeleine. Myself, said Javert. You? Yes. And who is this mag magistrate who has been disrespectfully treated? You are, Monsieur Le Maire. <laughs> That's about what I got for you. <laughs> it's, it's a lot like a sex thing. <laughs> he started up from his chair. Javert proceeded inexorably, his eyes still lowered. Um, he asked him if he can be dismissed. Um, <laughs> What's that one? Um, orgasm denial. That's what Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh well, we sure are showing our waiting. whole us. <laughs> We're just adding the tags. For We're literally adding the whole yeah. of to yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty fucking mad. Um, you may say that I can resign, but that would not be enough. To resign is an honourable proceeding. I have committed an offence, and I must be punished for it. <laughs> <laughs> Monsieur Le Maire, you treated me unjustly not long ago. <laughs> it is time this time you must deal with me justly. This is where he puts his hand on his sword. Oh, oh no. Oh, that's disappointing. Uh. Doesn't pick up a pen again either. Um Madeline can't work out what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> How have you treated me with disrespect? What's the offence? You say you want to be relieved? <laughs> Dismissed. I don't understand why. Um, Javert explains in his same dispassionate, disconsolate voice. It's not how I read it, but <laughs> supposedly is how he's... Um, he, after the incident with that, that woman, um, um, Javert denounced Monsieur Le Maire to the prefecture of the police in Paris. Um, I got like I like was gonna half commit to saying it in a French accent, and I came back to doing it in mine. Um, Monsieur Le Maire, who had been not been much, who was not much more given to laughter than Javert himself, now laughed heartily. <laughs> as a mayor who has encroached on the function of the police, as an ex-convict. <laughs> Madeline's expression abruptly changes. Javert, who is still staring at the floor, continued, he's not been convinced to look up yet. <laughs> Just one more time for the mic. <laughs> I don't want the mic to <laughs> This is what I had believed. Um, I had had the idea for a long time. A certain facial resemblance. The inquiries you'd caused to be made in the Faroes. The great physical strength you displayed in the Fauchelevent episode. <laughs> your skill as a marksman and your slight limp. All trifles. <laughs> Nevertheless, I suspect you of being a man called Jean Valjean. Um, so it's because there's it's not just like you're really buff, and that's yeah. what made me think of Jean Valjean. There are like little. I remember as well. I just when on reading rereading this, I was interested in reading uh, your limp, your slight limp. Yeah. Because of Oari Naki Tabiji. Oh. Because he has a limp in that. Like, that's the thing that the oh. Javert Japanese drama yeah. calls him up on. They and did such a good job. It's so much yeah. more accurate than they did. We already thought they did the best job and they keep finding new ways to have done it better than we thought. Yeah, um, Jean Valjean's like, What name is that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry? And, uh, um, Javert's like explains, like, Oh, Jean Valjean, he was this person. Like, we haven't already read the book. Um, <laughs> Dubious consent due to identity Dude. issues. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. When you said earlier that um, the biggest tag oh, yeah. was <laughs> the biggest tag is that. Yeah, <laughs> that is the most common tag. Um, um, what did the prefecture say? They said I was mad, and they were right. I'm glad you realise it. And they must be right, seeing as the real Jean Valjean has been found. <gasps> And like you can so like you can so imagine Victor Hugo being like, I'm, then I'm going to write this, and people are going to lose their shit. <laughs> like it's just it's so like <gasps> in the murder mystery that's when the like organ like yeah. <laughs> and, and the ITV break turns yeah, on and like yeah. sponsored by Citroen. <laughs> yeah. and it zooms in really close to his face, <laughs> yeah. and, then, and yeah. then after the ad break, the it's real Jean Valjean has been found. <laughs> 
Oh, God, we watched too much Midsummer Murders. <laughs> no, I've never watched any. No, but it's just very Midsummer Murders mm. energy on Lewis. Mm. Um, okay. So there was a man called Jean Mathieu who was living in the village of... Say it. <laughs> Ali le hot cloche. <laughs> that sounds Hello. like you know when oh, you cloche. rewind something and then or like play it backwards and it's like Satan take me Alila Rosh Rosh I think that means the road of the hot bell oh yeah but like cloche like the cloche, thing that yeah, you put like on, on the yeah, yeah, food yeah. It, it means bell yeah okay <laughs> that's weird French is weird um he he was more or less destitute one of those poor wretches whom one wonders how they contrived to stay alive that's interesting because um the way that he describes this person versus the way some things that come up later mm. um he describes um this gentleman um Jean Mathieu who is arrested for stealing cider apples who climbs a wall breaks some um breaks some branches and is caught with some of the apples um Jean Mathieu can't go to the local prison because it's in a bad um, state. It's uh, not fit for having prisoners in it. Um, so is any prison fit, fit for having, having prisoners in it? No. Um, <laughs> Jean Mathieu is transferred to a bigger prison, basically, um, which apparently is fit for having prisoners mm. in it. One of the people there um, had been made a trustee for good conduct, so I assume that he had been... He was a narc, basically. <laughs> um, and he sees um, Jean Mathieu. He is a narc. Um, I just remember what happens next. Yeah. yeah um, and, and exclaims, I know this man. He's an ex-convict. We were in prison together in Toulon more than 20 years ago. Like, fuck. Yeah, like, fuck yeah. this guy. Like, <laughs> like, fuck this guy. Wow. I was like, huh. And then I was like, yeah, fuck this. And continually fucking him over as well. Like. Yeah. Like, fuck this guy. Um his his name is Jean Valjean. Um, Jean Mathieu says he of course denied it, saying he wasn't Jean Valjean. <laughs> <laughs> so thirty years before, Jean Mathieu had been a tree pruner in various parts mm. of Favrolles, which, as you might recall, Jean Valjean had been. But he claims to have been a wheelwright and had a daughter. <laughs> Chevet goes, "Well, now what was Jean Valjean before he went to prison for theft?" He was a tree pruner. <laughs> and where? In Favron. <laughs> but that's not all. Oh, this is my favourite bit. Valjean's baptismal name was Jean. And his mother's maiden name was Mathieu. It would be quite natural for him when he came out of prison to try and conceal his identity by adopting his mother's name and calling himself Jean Mathieu. He was in of Vern. Auvergne, where the local accent turns Jean into Jean. <laughs> Jean Mathieu. He sounds like he's on BuzzFeed on <laughs> Literally, like, literally. I've connected the dots. <laughs> You've connected nothing. I've connected the dots. It's, it's so fucking conspiracy theory. It's unbelievable. So wait, was that Jean Valjean saying all this or Javert? No, Javert explaining oh. this. Saying was, this is the man who has been yeah. caught as Jean Valjean. Um, on his Jean Valjean, like, yeah, like he's doing pinball. True crime podcast. Yeah. It says Jean, fiction? question mark, Jean? <laughs> 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 Hot bell. Uh, <laughs> tray pruner. Swole. Favreau. <laughs> Fucking unbelievable. Um, so no trace could be discovered of Jean Valjean's family in Favreau, but that's not weird because families of that class commonly dis- disappear from sight. <laughs> when they're not mud, they're dust. Um, yeah. Um, which like brings you back to the one chapter that we got with a description of what actually happened to Jean and mm. the one child that survived. Mm. Like, it's that sort of thing, like, it's it's quite a neat thing where just that one sentence is needed to remind us of what mm. actually happened mm. to that family. Mm. Um, I guess sometimes he writes good. <laughs> Not often, but sometimes. <laughs> so they go to Toulon and they find two more narcs who also <laughs> had recognised him. Um, they come to... Um, Arras, which is the prison where um, Jean Mathieu is in. 
Same age, 54. Same build, same general appearance. General appearance. <laughs> In a word, the same man. <laughs> that is literally, that's literally it. Um, the confrontation took place almost exactly the day when I wrote my letter of um, denunciation to Paris. They wrote back saying I was out of my wits and Jean Valjean was in custody in Arras. I need not tell you the shock that this gave me. I obtained permission to go to Arras and see the Jean Mathieu for myself. Truth is truth, Monsieur le Maire, with the same sombre, implacable expression. I am forced to admit that that man is Jean Valjean. You are sure? Oh, yeah. Oh God! Yeah, so um, I couldn't possibly imagine it being anything else. You must accept my um, humble apologies. Madeline's only reply was a abrupt question. And what does the man himself see? But you see, he now denies it. <laughs> You'd expect that of a con. Um, uh, to climb, uh, this is this is quite interesting. To climb a wall and steal apples can be a mere escapade if it's a boy, or a minor offence in a grown man. But in the case of a convict on parole, it's a crime, breaking and entering, and all the rest of it. And the penalty is not just a few days in jail, but life imprisonment. Then there's the matter of the boy who he robbed, drawing our attention again to how the law is different for people in different positions. Um, situations and is rigged against anyone who basically has lived in poverty where it's ah you are a convict because you have stolen bread mm. you had you need to steal apples to eat and you will spend your lifetime in prison then talks you know javert sets up even more of what his expectations of jean valjean are and the um he's a cunning fellow and there's another thing that makes it sure makes me sure that it's he where another man would be screaming the place down ranting and raving and swearing that he hadn't heard of, of valjean this one behaves as though he simply didn't understand my name's jean mathieu and that's all i have to say a kind of mulish stupidity which is much more effective oh he's clever all right but it won't work the evidence is overwhelming and it's just like same age 54 same build same appearance in the word same man you know it's it's, it's there's some there's some bullshit there's some bullshit going on here madeline goes back to look into his papers and <laughs> lies through his teeth and says thank you javert the details do not greatly interest me fucking <laughs> <laughs> raw deception <laughs> um then lists off a um, a list of things that he would like um, Jean, um, Javert to do, sort of in a like, ah, oh, yes, I've been looking through my my um, correspondences and here are all of the minor injustices in a sort of way that's like, and that's enough of that. Mm. like, And we find out that the case is happening tomorrow, so mm. Javert will have to leave fairly promptly. He makes a gesture of d dismissal, but Javert does not move. <laughs> um, forgive me, Monsieur Le Maire, I have to remind you of something. Of what? That I must be dismissed from the service. This is, yes, quite interesting as well. Um, Javert, you are an honourable man and I respect you highly. You're exaggerating your offence, which in any case is a matter that concerns only myself. You deserve to go up in the world, Javert, not down. I want you to stay at your present post. Just as I like respect amongst, between them sort of thing, which we have always sort of seen. Mm. But it's a very, it's a very explicit Mm -hmm. way especially like in tells us a little bit about what Valjean values in people mm. like from not even being willing to look up from his work mm. to see Javert because he doesn't consider him worthy of his attention mm. to that I think mm. is quite a quite a big shift in in one scene I don't think that Jean Valjean oh maybe it is about him thinking he's not worthy of his attention I, I yeah I I think it's more like your your cruelty makes the things that you want to bring to my attention and like unimportant to me mm. is the sort of impression that I got yeah I guess yeah because I've seen it's cl the stuff that's been happening at the end of the brick mm. is closer to my memory than the mm, stuff mm. that we just recorded. Mm. Um, so I had forgotten how much what Javert had just done. Yeah. So yes, okay. But yeah, in my head I was like, wow, that's very petulant because Jean Valjean at the moment, uh, just before he goes to the barricade, is very petulant mm. and acts in the kind of like 
I'm not going to look up from my book because of his yeah. own selfishness. Mm. But And I'd forgotten at the, how, at this moment, in his like peak the time... the last thing that Javert had done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that it's not coming from a place of, like, I want to do this because, meh. It's mm. coming from a place of genuine, like, caring about other people. Yeah. Which completely mm. gets flushed down the toilet later. Interesting. So. Yeah, interesting. Javert, obviously, you know, there's... They have a... Back, they back and forth on whether... Um, Excuse me. Whether Javert can ask that of Jean Valjean, considering you know it's it's something that only affects Madeleine. Um, it's our business to be suspicious, though we should be wary of suspecting our superiors. This is um, Javert talking. You are a man of repute, a mayor, a magistrate, and in a fit of anger and spirit of re- revenge, I denounced you as an ex-convict. That is very serious. I offended against authority in your person, and I myself am a representative of authority. There's this, the speech that he's making is talking about injustices of class, especially, and social position, maybe more than class even, which re- I was relating back to the way the assumption of identity has been put on Jean Mathieu and ha- the way that he has been treated because of his social position, mm. whereas Javert assumed the same thing of Madeleine, assuming mm. that he was was um, Jean Valjean, mm. and the like because of the various socials, the, the relative social positions of the two um, accusees, as it were. Mm the scene has worked out in a very very different way like no one has been called to look at as at madeleine no no it's also a convenience Mm. of timing and that sort Mm. of thing but there is there is this very stark difference um which is you know sort of the point of the scene i guess Mm. and then where we move on to um madeleine agonizing over should he contempt condemn that man to slavery um, pretend he does not see his agony mm-hmm. um, the moralising that Javert is struggling with is that he treats all of the people around him with the same harshness mm-hmm. and he justifies it to himself as he can now only be as harsh on himself or else his acts would be unjustified. Mm. He can only hold himself to the same standards he, mm. as he holds everyone else around him. Mm. Um, am I to spare myself more than I spare others? To be the scourge of others and not of myself? It would be abominable, and the people would talk about that. The people who talk about that swine Javert would be would be right. Mm. Um, I do not wish for your indulgence, Monsieur Le Maire. I have been exasperated enough by your indulgence for others. <laughs> to me, the kind of indulgence which, which consists of, of supporting a woman of the town against a respectable citizen, or a police officer against a mayor, or any form of the lower against the higher, this is false indulgence. These are false. No, these are. This is false indulgence which undermines society. God knows it's easy to be kind. The hard thing is to be just. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Coming from him. Yeah. If it's so easy, why don't you do it then? Why don't you just do it? Why don't you just be nice? If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Um, yeah, it's quite... Um, I have often thought when I was showing no mercy to evildoers, well, if you ever slip up, you will know what to expect. And now I have slipped, I have committed an offence, and there it is. It is right that I should be dismissed and broken. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, inspectors. I request that Inspector Javert be dismissed. Well, we shall have to see, (laughs) says Madeline, and he holds out his hand. Um, And Javert kisses it. He kisses it. (laughs) That's not what happens here. He says that he will not shake, uh, a magistrate does not shake hands with an informer. Um, He bows low and still not make oh but here he paused and said still with his eyes lowered i shall continue to perform my duties monsieur le maire until i have been replaced i wonder if he hasn't made eye contact that entire scene it doesn't seem like he has Mm. um i don't think he has made eye contact Mm. that entire scene it's like that one um (laughs) in um the third Harry Potter, the was it, how many the like fifty two line stare between um, Lupin and Sirius. Mm-hmm. 
this this is all I'm picking up in this. He leaves, and Monsieur Madeleine stood thoughtfully listening to the firm, decided footsteps as they (laughs) died away along the the corridor. Uh, He was kind of trying to hold himself accountable for this Mm. one thing, Mm. I guess. Yeah, like was right, and that's why he becomes doubly more. He's like, there. Because he's like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I that one time. I knew it. I faltered. Yeah. Hmm. The only like, one you can believe in is me. Yeah, exactly. And like, his whole thing of being like, I would be a monster if I didn't hold myself accountable <laughs> for this wrong, this one wrongdoing that I've Ooh. done. Yeah. That's why, like, when he's like, pr- when he's like, oh my god, it was fucking John Valjean. I'm never gonna doubt myself again. Yeah. <laughs> and then becomes a monster. Yeah, mm. yeah. Javert, I guess that those that, those we we covered a whole book in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, you feel like that? Yeah. Damn. Sure, fucking did, eh? Cruising along, fucking doing it like. Javert can only fit to fill two chapters. <laughs> no. No, he's so expansive that he has a whole book about him. <laughs> it's the shortest book in this whole volume. It depends how we uh, mark it. <laughs> yeah. That's not the one. Yeah. You know. Oh. I'm going to miss their Ace Attorney altercations. Oh, it was so fucking good. You've cute. got a little bit more to come. That's not the last. Oh, so the, oh yeah, they have like a... With the swords? Was there swords? Is I'm imagining that there no, were swords and they dance over her <laughs> dead body. Yeah, Jean Valjean breaks a chair oh, and then... Yeah. I picture it as swords. There's probably a truncheon involved. Yeah, Jean Valjean yeah. uses involved. his truncheon. Yeah. His big, knotty, thick stick. <laughs> no, that's, um, that's uh, Jean Valjean. is knotted. He's got the knotted, the knotted stick and the um, um, thick Truncheons... <laughs> Heavy. heavy. I think it was, yeah, I think it was heavy. Yeah. But um, Jean Valjean specifically has a a, a knotted stick. Yeah. Mm. Um, and this was Brad and Barricades, <laughs> produced by Minima Martin and Julian Yap. It was the Captain's Collections podcast. If you have any comments, questions, or quibbles about knotted sticks, you can email or bulging knapsacks. <laughs> or, or bulging knapsacks. You can email us, lamerspodcast, L-E-S-M-I-S podcast, at, lame, at com. <laughs> if it's there, we should have it. <laughs> uh, podcast, L-E-S-M-I-S podcast, at gmail.com, or on Tumblr, at Bread and Barricades. You can tweet us, at podcast, or you can donate to our Kofi, or become a Patreon person. We have all the things. It's great. Um, if you also want to donate fan fiction to our cause um, we take that as a monetary donation as well <laughs> please um, leave a review yeah if you yeah. if you leave a review or you give us some money then <laughs> a certain amount of money no how should we phrase this i basically want to phrase it in a way that like do us a thing and then we'll do you a thing like we'll make Grace read some erotica if you drop us if you give us some money on coffee on coffee <laughs> an undisclosed amount of money I would do anything for any amount of money you know me one pound every oh. hundred words okay but only when bad. we record uh, yeah yeah okay. I'll do I'm, it whenever <laughs> <laughs> no, like, like, I'm not going to come and set up a something for a hundred words. I can't be asked and one pound. But if you donate one pound, Grace will read a hundred words of erotica. If you donate ten pounds, Grace will read a thousand words of erotica. So I feel like somebody at least should donate some money to either our Kofi or our Patreon. Um, the bigger amount of money, basically, the more uh, yes. erotica that you get. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming it's only going to go on those feeds, not on the main feed. Um, I think lower amounts. I think if it's a if it's a, a larger amount, okay. we can record a private one for a private person. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. I thought you meant if it's a bigger amount, it'll go on the main um, podcast feed. And I'm like, but you're crediting this in your PhD. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Fuck it, let's fucking go. It's not me who's reading it. <laughs> It's like episode one where I was like, hello, like Jean Valjean and Javert having kinky sex. So, you know. It's very different to like actually reading them out <laughs> having kinky sex on air. Let's, let's do it. Let's fucking go. Uh.
I ain't no coward. <laughs> <laughs> this would never affect my future. Our audio director is Jade, who you can find on her website, jdwasabi.com. Not all who you can find on Twitter at jdwasabi. I think that's like the third time that we've done that. <laughs> I never got a Thanks. Thanks for listening. stand-up comedians or something or like when something isn't like uh ready yet so mm. you have the comedian vamping yeah uh, um and uh oh, well you know uh, yeah exactly that... yeah. <laughs> yeah just the okay and then like moves to a slightly different place on the stage and is like all right yeah, let's like, oh london london <laughs> you wouldn't believe have london some of the oh, london. Yeah, um... you're like, okay <laughs> yeah. Yeah.